You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Welcome to Big News Sports, featuring Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author of 12 books and a 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated. Matt Coulter, a former Alabama Broadcaster of the Year and longtime media personality. And Christian Miller, a national championship winning linebacker at Alabama who was drafted by the Carolina Panthers. Here's Lars, Matt, and Christian. Wow. Another glorious day in Alabama, and it ain't too bad here on the Panthers. I'll get into that in just a minute, but welcome into Big Men Sports, Matt, Lars, Christian, all with you. Several kind of interesting things to talk about around it being whatever the Star Wars thing is. I do think it's more significant than anything that it is a national day of prayer, too. But all morning, this huge story has been uh, hot and then now boiling. I think at this point, gentlemen, it may be brimming over. Uh, the University of Alabama had bad... Baseball coach Brad Wohannon has been fired. This is five days after the state of Ohio's gaming commission uh, stopped all betting on Alabama baseball. Now it has been followed up. New Jersey and then here in just the last little while, Pennsylvania has stopped taking any type of bets on Alabama baseball. So, pardon me, my computer just started talking. So, uh, we've got an issue at University of Alabama baseball, Lord. Yeah, and uh, to discuss that, we're going to have Robbie Glenn, former Alabama player, join us here just in a in a few minutes. Um, but from what I can gather, um, that uh, so Ohio halted action on Alabama games on Monday, as you said, after information from a state casino commission integrity board. Uh, about bets on Alabama's game against LSU on Friday. All right, that's what we know. And Alabama lost that game eight to six. Now, apparently, uh, uh, the uh, board uh, in uh, the Louisiana Gaming Control Board was monitoring the situation right after the state of Ohio banned sports books from taking those bets on Alabama baseball, right? And, uh, according to Ronnie Johns, who, uh, works at the, uh, um, control board, that one of the bet, there were a couple bets made in Cincinnati, Ohio, and at one- the Great American Ballpark, it's- Yeah, one was, uh, one was on a parlay that involved the LSU Alabama game, and there was another, uh, straight up or a money line bet, and that it was an extremely large bet that involved LSU and Alabama. Now, it's, it's very rare for anyone to place large bets on college baseball. And um, now, are is this related to the firing of Bohannon? We don't know because um, Christian and I were just talking about this, but uh, less than a month ago, Bohannon... And uh, a couple others were sued by a former player over the way the player says that uh, his injuries were handled. Uh, Johnny Blake Bennett accused uh, Bohannon and two others of mishandling a rib injury he suffered in 2019 before being diagnosed with thoracic outlet syndrome. 
Bennett said that uh, Bohannon pulled his scholarship while he was rehabbing the injury. So that sort of cloud was already hanging over uh, Coach Bohannon. And uh, and now uh, with this uh, sort of darker cloud of gambling hanging over the entire Alabama program, everyone is trying to figure out what exactly is going on. And, uh, you know, Greg Byrne in his statement, as you said, Matt, um, he was pretty general and um, didn't didn't give any specifics. But the specifics are no doubt going to come out. Um, but, uh, Christian, just your reaction to this, to this overview, I, I, I just tried to give. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, with me speculating, um, it, it, there's a good chance it may have some, uh, significance with the gambling. Um, but you also made a good point about the handling of that injury, but it maybe it was a combination. Uh, but one thing I do know about Greg Byrne is he's going to hold, uh, all the coaches and anybody, um, connected to the university in the highest regards. And one thing I've learned, um, even just after, I think, and, what, and one thing I think they've learned, I should say, um, after, you know, the handling of, with the, the basketball team is probably that, you know, you almost want to be safer than sorry. And I think at this point, they just, they would much rather, uh, be safe than sorry with these type of dealings. And if someone's doing something that doesn't uh, line up with the values, of uh, the University of Alabama or the, um, you know, the, the the sports athletic department, then I think they'd rather just cut you loose. And that's kind of what it appears that this could be. But, again, I guess we'll have to wait some more details come out. But it is, it's kind of crazy. I was just looking forward to going to the game today, which I still probably will go to the game. But then I saw the news like a minute later after I was looking at the time for the game, and I was like, well, that's unfortunate. But, you know, I've heard good things about Coach Bohan. I don't know him personally. Um, you know, I, I hate, you know, if someone's losing their job, but obviously if, if you're not following rules or guidelines, then, you know, you're going to be held accountable. Well, it's worth noting that, um, in the game of question, at least in Ohio last Friday, um, Bohannon made, um, last hour switch, uh, said his starting pitcher had a back tighten up on him. So he went to a guy out of the bullpen. Whether he did that in relation to this, I sure as heck don't know, and I'm not saying it. But all of these things, including what you talked about a minute ago, Lars, and what was brought up in this lawsuit, they just kind of all came crumbling down on Bohannon. He's gone. And I know you're going to get Robbie Glenn on here in a second. He played at Alabama. He knows Bohannon. So he'll be able to shed a large flood lamp on this particular story. But Jason Jackson will be the Alabama baseball uh, coach going forward. Now, uh, Robbie Glenn is with us, uh, former Alabama player and a uh, very good friend of ours. Um, Robbie, what, uh, I, I know you don't know any specifics about what transpired. Um, did, I mean, as far as from where you sit, did you notice anything unusual about the series against LSU? Uh, Lars, you know, I I was blown away when I saw that this morning, like everybody. But, uh, you know, I did have a couple of questions that, in the game, but, you know, never thought it was anything like this. I was wondering why a pitcher was pulled. Not, not so much the starter, because that happens if he was in the bullpen warming up and came up with a sore back. I mean, that happens. 
but there was a couple pitching changes uh, with bases loaded or with you know certain things that I was like, man, I I would have wrote him, but not anything like this. That was just a judgment call. I mean, he knows more than about his pitching staff than we do. And but then to see that come out, I'm like, wow, that was the case. That's just sad, and I hate it all the way around for Alabama's team. One because they are playing good. You know, everyone says they're not ranked, but that team is good, and they they're going to make a run in the tournament. And to have this hit them right now today before they welcome Vanderbilt tonight, who's loaded. I mean, it's just I hate it. What um, do you know, Coach Bohannon, pretty well? And what, what can you tell us about him? No, I, I'm not like that. Not like personable or anything like that. Just his coaching. I love the way he coached. Really, um, I, I, every time I met him, he was super nice and cordial. Welcomed, you know, play, ex players back. Uh, some of the former coaches never did. Didn't like us coming around. So uh, it, it, it's shocking. And I, you know, I don't want to make assumptions. You know, maybe there's something deeper going on with family we don't know about. I, I don't know. I, I, I hate it. I, you know. I'm just going to wait, like everyone else, see what comes out. And uh, I just hope the team regroups under Jackson, you know, and just gets fired up and, and, you know, either sweeps or takes two out of three at home against Vandy, which is a tough tough task starting tonight. It, 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 Robbie, this uh, hypothetical for you. If you were on that team as a player – how do you how how would you just how would you try to react to it and and uh, react to this and and you know play the best you possibly can tonight? Uh, again, probably shocked, but I have a feeling some of these players might have known or maybe you know, like I said, there's been talk going around since the LSU game. So ever since that Ohio, so maybe they already kind of had an idea. Um, but they're going to show up to play, you know. They're, they're there to play ball, and they're excited about playing Vandy. I, I wouldn't doubt if they come out fired up, ready to go. Um, I, I think they'll shrug it off once they get there and, and get to work. Um, as soon as they get on that field, they got their teammates, their brothers. You know, they're gonna they're gonna block out everything else. It's a, basically a business to them now, so they want to make the tournament. So they're they're gonna play hard. They'll be ready. Uh- I've kind of been there, done that, and what that usually does is unify a team. So that may be a rare plus in this instance. What kind of guy is Jason Jackson, and can can he carry carry the tide into the tournament and get him seated in the NCAA baseball? Tom. Oh yeah, he he'll he'll be ready. I mean, like I said, he's probably been wanting to coach and been making some calls anyways. I mean, he had to make the calls early against LSU when uh Bohannon got tossed. So. He'll be ready. He's gonna. They'll be ready to play. They're they're gonna rally. Like you said, they'll rally around each other. They'll get in that locker room and they'll be they'll be tight. It'll probably make them better now. You know, everyone's gonna be against them and they're gonna think they can't do it. And those those players will. So they'll they'll rally. I expect them to do good. And I know you you kind of mentioned briefly about. Uh, what you observed, and you also just said there's kind of been some conversation since then. Could you kind of just give a little more detail on kind of like what you and others kind of saw that really tipped you off, if there is more than just the pitching changes in those moments? Because I'm a football guy. I watch baseball. I enjoy it. But I, I me personally, I wouldn't have even uh, thought in the slightest, you know, that something would have been up. But what is it that someone like you or these other these other people that kind of felt something was a little off. What exactly, if there is more than just the pitching changes, did, you, did y'all see? Again, 
that was just noticing, you know, some calls that I probably I was like, you know, I questioned, you know, pitching changes or a couple little uh, swinging opportunities I didn't like that, you know, they were swinging away. But again, those are calls that uh, he, he's made through the year that coaches make. And so I didn't think anything about it at the time until you hear that story this morning. And then you kind of look back and you go, wow, I wonder if that was it. I wonder if that was it. So there was a couple times down. We had a chance to rally. And, I, uh, you know, there was I forget the exact who was batting or something. And it was a swing away with a, when the guy was having trouble throwing strikes. You know, but that's, again, that's the new era. Batters are up there to swing. Um, the pitching changes were my biggest notice. And I actually mentioned it to someone that's close with the with the with the team uh, when I saw them the following week, and I thought Bama played great. I was disappointed came away, but that was the number one team in the country that they were playing at LSU, which is tough. But I said this, a couple things to him before any of this came out. I was like, man, I just I couldn't believe a couple of the changes it did. But you know that I guess he was going with a gut feeling, and again, that was just what I witnessed. And I don't want to get into that because that's calling pitchers out and players and and. You know, like I said, they played great. They played hard against LSU. Even LSU acknowledged how good of a team they were at the end when they were interviewed. Talk about how loaded they were in the lineup and their pitchers. So and that's out, and that's without some aces. So I just hate it. I, you know, you just saw that this morning, and it just made you do a lot of thinking and looking back. And uh, I hope it doesn't go any deeper. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, the rumors are, are flying fast and furious. Um, if you were to try to manipulate the outcome of a game, it certainly, uh, the way you do it would be to lose, right? <laughs> Not to win. So you would, the, the questionable decisions would, would go in the way of, uh, not putting your best players in the best position to win necessarily. But Robbie, what, what can you tell us just about this Alabama team? Um, you, you said you mentioned just how good they are. What, what are the strengths of this team and, and what do they need to do to get on a roll as, as we approach the SEC tournament? Really? I mean, uh, the way they're playing is fine. I mean, yeah, I mean, you got to understand where they've been going. I mean, the toughest places like Arkansas and LSU and, and Florida Gators, all those are tough places to play, and these teams are all ranked. And uh, now they got Vanderbilt coming in. Um, their bats are so strong all the way through the lineup. I mean, they're hitting bombs. They're hitting for average. I love right fielder uh, Pingerling. Uh, he, he just, I mean, he went crazy against LSU. Uh, five for five the first night. And then the shortstop, you know, San Diego boy, I, you know, I, I'm from San Diego, so I follow him. And the whole team can hit. And I have never seen Bama have so many arms that hit 95 and 96 that he throws out there in the bullpen. So they're, they're, they're good. All right. They just hit the gauntlet with all these strong teams. So if they could take two out of three from Vandy, they're, they're, that's exactly what you want. And, uh, and like I said, they'll get in the tournament and they're going to make a run. No doubt in my mind. I would, I would hate to draw them. You know, they're not, probably not going to host unless they get some luck because SEC is so loaded. But wherever they go, I mean, back when we played, we had to go to Florida State almost every time. But I don't even know yeah. if they'll make the tournament. But wherever they go, it's going to be a tough draw for whoever they, whoever gets them. 
Absolutely fantastic stuff. Robbie, give us a quick update on Stryker and tell them where people can uh, get involved. Uh, you know, Stryker is still, uh, he, he's causing me some headaches here these last few, me and my wife. We, we've been stressed. Uh, but he, he's good. Um, working on the, uh, fifth annual Stryker Strong Golf Tournament for, uh, September 22nd, the Friday before Ole Miss. Already packed, guys. Like, you think I had sponsors before? You got to see how many are going to be out there this year. I uh, hope y'all can come out again. Um, yeah, we'll, but yeah, we'll just be go there. to Striker Strong. Striker Strong has his own foundation page now, his own web page. He also is on Facebook on Striker Strong. So just have to type that in, and you'll you'll come to a web page for him. He's uh he's doing well. Uh, just having his little hiccups like normal. That keeps us on our toes, but he's he's well. doing good. As I said at the top of the show, it's National Prayer Day. Includes Stryker and you, Robbie. Thank you so much for your time. Thank, Thank y'all, you. guys. Listen to Thanks, y'all every Robbie. day. I'll, I'll come in and see y'all soon. Awesome. You're welcome anytime. Thank yeah. you so much. All right, Lars. Hey, when we get back, we'll uh, keep talking about Alabama baseball for a little while, but then uh, I got to ask you guys about a movie. Okay, I guess I'm uh From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, to 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. Hey, Dean based in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. If card Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sunshine in full supply this afternoon. Tuscaloosa's high 79. Tonight, fair with a low at 56. For tomorrow, the sky partially sunny. The chance of a few widely scattered showers or thunderstorms by mid to late afternoon. The high tomorrow at 80. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 75 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Haley Sanders, Union Home Mortgage. Appreciate her sponsorship very, very much. Guys, I sat at the top of the show, and I'm not going to go to the, what is it, 5, 4, the, what is it, May the 4th, be with you, whatever that thing is. First, it's National Prayer Day. Pay attention to that first. Uh, are either one of you guys, let me start with you, Christian, because I think it's almost past your era, or your generation, maybe I should say. Have you ever seen Star Wars, the first one? Uh, I've watched Star Wars, but I'll be honest, my brother's a, a big Star Wars fan. I myself 
um, I, I would have listed me as one of those people, you know, that, that, that sees all, you know, all the movies. And I think my brother had like all the, um, uh, in like a case he bought that you could watch them all in order and stuff. But you saw, I've seen it, but I'm not like the, the big fanatic, Matt. Bars? Well, first of all, uh, May the 4th be with you is extremely special to me because it is my son's birthday. Happy birthday, Lincoln. Daddy loves you. Um, and yeah, you know, uh, we got to pick sort of when Lincoln was going to be born because it was a C-section and I was really hoping for Cinco de Mayo. But uh, my, my, my wife uh, opted for the fourth and I didn't realize like how cool a day it is because now Lincoln Star Wars is my all time favorite movie. OK, so growing up, the first time my mom ever let my brother and I ride the city bus uh, alone was when I was I think it came out when I was seven and my brother would have been 10 and we rode the bus downtown to in in Lincoln and we would go to like the uh, the 12 o'clock showing and then we would actually like walk out and walk into the bathroom and then we would go to the three o'clock showing and then we would go to <laughs> the five o'clock showing and then we would go to like the 730 like I'm not kidding there were times that we would watch that movie three four times a day at the Stewart theater in Lincoln Nebraska in the theater alone, I probably saw the original Star Wars 40 times. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I did, and, and, and now today, uh, it is Lincoln's favorite movie of all time. I, I pass that on to him like genetic code and, and it's the original Star Wars is his favorite, right? Uh, we, but we also like Empire Strikes Back. Uh, we like Return of the Jedi. We, there's something just about those original three that I believe, uh, stand out from the rest of them. And, uh, you, you just, uh, you, you wind me up. I can talk for hours and hours and hours about how much I love Star Wars, Matt. Well, I think this is just about enough if you're okay with that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I can't believe that you don't like Field of Dreams and Star Wars is your favorite movie. Yeah, it's the whole suspension of disbelief. Yeah, I can, uh, uh, yeah. I can, I can believe in this whole other universe where it, you know, <laughs> but not, uh, not a, a guy talking to his dad and playing a game or having a game of catch, whatever. Um, I've actually been to the Field of Dreams cornfield. You know, being from Nebraska, it's not it's not far away, and uh, it, it's a pretty it is a pretty cool site. Is it like it's depicted at the movie? Yes, it was when I was there. Yes. Ah, uh, very cool. Hey, I want to bounce bounce back to Alabama baseball, and this is not in any way, form or fashion, a disclaimer. I just think that this is kind of what I think about the association now that people are making between the Alabama baseball team, particularly Bohannon, the gambling, and the possibility that he's involved somewhere. you got to be real, real careful uh, not to make accusations. Look, there are ways to find out. There are phone records. There are, uh, I'm sure there are cameras to, that can find out who placed the bets. Uh, I guess I'm just throwing up the yellow flag here. That even though the timing seems to lean in that direction, personally, 
I'm, I'm tapping the brakes a lot before I just go ahead and start pointing fingers. So, um, and that's not directed at anybody, but I'm just saying it because that's the way I feel. Well, Matt, can I ask you a call? You're our, you're our baseball expert. Yeah. Um, let's just, for the sake of argument, complete hypothetical. Okay. Right. Uh, if a manager was trying to throw a game, how could he do that? What were what would be the ways in which he could do that? Well, you got control of your pitchers, and you know the other team's hitters. You can put a pitcher in a situation that maybe you wouldn't normally do. Um, that's a way. Um, and I'm not like, saying this because would, uh, would, do, do uh, coaches at, at the collegiate level like do they tell you to swing no matter what? Like, hey, you're swinging on this pitch no matter like you know no matter where the pitch is. Um, no, there's some hitters that they just go hit and they just pretty much got the green light all the time. Other hitters, they may, uh, tell them to take for sure. No questions asked on an 03, on a 30 or a 31. Um, but yeah, you can, you can tell a guy not to hit, but if, uh, you know, and you, <laughs> but you always do what you do in the, to try and win a baseball game. Uh, and I think you could probably go back through the records. It's what Robbie Glenn was bringing up a minute ago. And I don't know how, how many games does Alabama play? 30? I think they're 30 and 15. That makes more like 45. But whatever the case yeah. may be, you can go back and check situations, but it's never going to be like the day of the game. I mean, how many times are you going to play on Friday afternoon, Alex Box Stadium and LSU with this pitcher and this pitcher? Uh, but you can go back and maybe compare some situations to see what he did from a managerial standpoint. But I don't think that the, that would be easy to prove at all. You could just kind of get a lean in one direction or the other. If you were, let me tell you something. A, a baseball manager can definitely um, – you can't control the players, and the players can win the game. But, uh, you know, when you think about it, baseball, basketball, football, we've seen it all across the board. Uh, coaches can make poor decisions and cause their teams to lose. And I'm not saying that's the case here at all. Do you think uh, if there were some odd calls, as Robbie uh, thought, that th- the players would be kind of like scratching their heads like, hey, this isn't. I, it's a great point. I was thinking about that when Robbie was describing it. If anybody really is going to know, if somebody was really leaning then, it, you know, go ask the guys on the bench. Go ask the guys in the bullpen. Um, they will be an integral part of this uh, as the investigation continues. And, uh, you know, now that where it is, don't you guys believe there's going to be a whole lot of investigating? And uh, Brian, uh, Brad Bohan is probably going to do so on his own, protect his job, protect his, uh, well, he's been fired, but to protect his, you know, protect his integrity in the game of baseball. Uh, talking about baseball, Mick Gillespie will talk this and many other topics on the other side of the break. She listen to Big Noon Sports. Covering SEC sports like Kudzu on the roadside. This is Big Noon Sports. 
the children's music and dance teacher who couldn't cha-cha. I was always on my feet. It was just so painful. Elisa couldn't let her students down, so she stepped up and went to the Good Feet store for personally fitted arch supports. I would work an entire day, and my feet didn't hurt at the end of the day. That was when I knew, wow, these are different. But the really good part? It's good to be dancing together again. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa, located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home 2 Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world-class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, to 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. That's just my feeling. And you know that, Matt. But look, I just can't imagine Alabama's head coach wanting to be involved in something like this. Nobody bets on this. You know, if you bet, if, if you got a scandal with the Alabama-Tennessee football game, it's going to be really hard to figure it out because you're talking about millions and millions of dollars that are bet on the game. Nobody bets on Alabama baseball. You know, maybe a few people bet on LSU. You know, like my guy in Vegas was saying, there might have been two bets on the game in Vegas. You know, like the Alabama-LSU baseball game. So I, I just, there's got to be more information to come out on this. And um, the baseball program used to be so good when I when I was in school in the late 90s. You know, when, when Jim Wells was there, Alabama found a way with 11 scholarships to be really good, kind of like Auburn is now. Bill Battle, who is, is the worst athletic director we ever had. I mean, he, he kind of you know, oversaw the demise of this program. And I thought that it was going in the right direction with Bohannon, but it, it hasn't really been anything. Since Mitch Gaspard left, uh, I don't know what direction they go with uh, with a head coach, but they're going to have to find somebody that that is maybe like Tony Vitello in the fact that he came to Tennessee when it wasn't very good and recruited his butt off. And somebody's going to have to come and do that at Alabama. Um, they're going to have to convince players to come play, and the and the, the, the playing field has changed a lot because with NIL. Tennessee and LSU and South Carolina are going to have the resources to go out there and make sure that these guys are taken care of financially. You know, I, I don't know what Alabama has as far as, re, you know, uh, resources are in that capacity, but I'm not sure who they're going to get until this thing is ironed out. And I just, I just can't, in my mind, I just can't believe that Bo Hannon would be involved in a gambling scandal. When you're talking about, you know, two, two or three bets or one bet, I just, it's just something to me just doesn't seem right on this. 
How much money can you make? I mean, just I, I, I don't. Uh, I'm not in on that for sure, but I do have a question. <laughs> I want you guys to to hang on for uh, just. There go the Blue Angels, by the way. Um, right. That uh, that really concerns the timing uh, of the announcement and the firing. We'll get to that after the break. You're listening to the Big News Sport. Right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here working hard for you in an effort to provide you with excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education, and excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. Luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millard, Fiore, Grayson, and Miz and Maine. And if you haven't tried the Miz and Maine dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sunshine and full supply this afternoon. Tuscaloosa's high 79. Tonight, fair with a low at 56. For tomorrow, the sky partially sunny. The chance of a few widely scattered showers or thunderstorms by mid to late afternoon. The high tomorrow at 80. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 76 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Welcome back to Big Noon Sports. Matt Coulter along with Lars Anderson and Christian Miller. And our guest is... Mick Gillespie. Um, all right, I've, I've lost it. Christian, read the post you just sent us. It's good news from Alabama baseball. Yeah, Matt. Uh, it's it's saying, basically, uh, to summarize it, Matt Gaschetti, uh is cleared for baseball, baseball activity, and it was a tweet coming from him himself. Um, it, it sounds that uh, he was fully checked out, and they've cleared him to return. So it's great news after... Suffering that, that scary injury, I think he was yeah. hitting the throat. 
um, by a pitch and uh, it led to him basically collapsing uh, on the field and a uh, very scary situation, but to see him uh, back already and ready to play is exciting and uh, there's at least uh, some, some positive news coming out of the Alabama baseball program. Today. Exactly, exactly. Guys, I want you all to chip in here on this question. Uh, five days after this incident was reported out of Ohio, Alabama fires their head baseball coach, Brad Bohannon. Whether or not it had anything to do with a gambling issue, it sure looks like it. What about the timing of Alabama firing him? I'll go to you, Mick. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Greg Burns is a great athletic director. Um, the opposite of uh, Bill Battle. I mean, you couldn't find a better guy. He's not dumb. You know, he knows that there's a reason behind this. It, this isn't an accident. Oh, we're just going to get rid of this guy. And so there has to be a relation here, or there's got to be a good reason. We might just not know what it is yet. That's what I think. Yeah, Mick, I, I agree with you uh, 100%. Um, if a manager, okay, this, we're speaking again in hypothetical. We, cause we don't know the facts of what transpired last weekend in Baton Rouge. But if a manager wanted to throw a game, right? And to throw a game, you would have to lose the game. And I, I'm just reminded of Pete Rose. He actually bet on his team to win. But I would think a manager would have to throw it to lose. What, uh, and, and, and we talked to Robbie Glenn earlier, former Alabama player. What, uh, what would the manager have to do or what could a manager do to sort of manipulate the outcome? And as a follow up to that, Mick, if you were the play by play guy for a, a, a team, would you notice like, hey, this is out, and you're this late in the season. Would you notice like, wow, this is really out of character for for this manager, for our manager? I think it would be hard. I mean, you know, I when you use a bullpen, say, what happened was their starter got scratched before the game. They got to decide what the matchup's going to look like for that that entire series, and it makes sense to me. Or you would say, hey, you know what? We're going to give up Friday to try to be competitive and win on Saturday and Sunday. The other thing for Alabama going into that series is LSU's a lot better. They got better players in Alabama at, at about every position, and um, they're at home. Uh, Alabama's been good this year and competitive, but LSU's number one in the country. They're the best team. So I, I don't know that as a play-by-play guy, I would have thought anything about the way that they set up the pitching in the game on Friday. But I will say this, the professional game's different, and I think that you could tell if a manager was setting things up the way that they would use the bullpen in a game, maybe the way that they set up their lineup. Um, you know, it, I would think that, but you never know. I mean, you go down and you talk to these guys, and they're all really smart. They, they all have different philosophies on, 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 you know, how to play the game and why they did things. So um, I I would think you could tell, but I don't know for sure. I guess this might be a little more complex given the you know circumstances right now. But 
just in terms of uh, your overall assessment of Alabama baseball, you know, what do they need to do to really just kind of get over that hump? Because I know you're a baseball guy, and, and I'm not the, the biggest baseball expert, but you're getting them, there. You're getting there. I'm, I'm, I'm getting close, man. I'm getting close. I'm making progress. But just watching them, you know, they're a really talented hitting team. They do a lot of things well. I mean, I'm sure they could improve on the mound a little bit. Um, but the games that they've lost, I mean, they usually are in these games. What do they need to do from your perspective to, to get these wins, right, or just kind of get over that hump? Look, I, this, first off, they got the new stadium. And I'll be honest, Ben, I, I was there for a lot of the games that first season, and I was very underwhelmed by the support that the team got because they weren't a number one team in the country. You know, weekends were good, but weekday games, you know, were, were – no one was there. You get over and you see softball, and and those it's hard ticket to get, and it's a real home field advantage. And I haven't felt like Alabama baseball has had a true home field advantage since the late '90s. And look, they were one of the best teams in the country back then. Um, I think that if this team's going to be competitive on a national level, they're going to have to get players that are amongst the best in the country. And and the way that they're going to do that is. With NIL, and that's that's what LSU's doing, and what Tennessee's doing, and South Carolina. For this particular team this year, they've got a lot of experience, and and you're talking about a team that can really beat anybody on a on a game to game basis. But the SEC is so good from top to bottom, and honestly, Alabama's just middle pack team, you know. So. Recruiting's a big part of this, and we've got to do a better job of supporting the team overall, I, I think, before it's going to get back to being a national power again. All right, before we get to the top of the hour here, Mick, tell everybody where they can listen and follow. Keep in touch with you. Yeah, look, go on Twitter, at Broadcaster Mick. Great to hear from all of you guys. Um, we do the tailgate show during football. Right now I'm calling a lot of baseball. Uh, so uh, go on the Twitter, um, and um, you'll, you'll see where I'm at. And, um, you know, and roll tide, everybody. The, the, the sun's going to shine for us. I know this isn't a great day, but uh, <laughs> the sun's going to shine. Keep your head up. Mick, the one and only Mixter, joining us on Big Noon Sports. Back next hour, we'll talk a little NFL with Bruce Cunningham, who's up in Baltimore. Uh, Lamar had a news conference this morning. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days. But check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. Luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Miz and Main. And if you haven't tried the Miz and Main dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley. Luxury game day apparel redefined. From our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here working hard for you in an effort to provide you with excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education, and excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. 
Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. COVID-19 has disrupted our lives. But it won't have the last word. We will. Across Alabama, thousands are getting vaccinated to protect themselves and others. Find out where you can get the COVID vaccine today at alabamaunites.com. Please get vaccinated. If you have symptoms, also get tested for COVID-19. Alabama Unites Against COVID. Sponsored by the ADPH, the ADA, and this station. Every Friday made possible by Brian Harden Construction, ASME certification, I-beam installation, fabrication. If you're building for the ground up, let's build something together. We have a crane and we will travel, not just throughout our community, throughout the state of Alabama and our neighboring states. It's Brian Harden Construction, up to 320-ton cranes available Welding fabrication, reverse engineering, CNC machines, Brian Harden Construction here in Tuscaloosa off of Foster's Industrial Drive. If you haven't already, you've got to try Tuscaloosa's unique breakfast, brunch, and lunch concept. Brick and Spoon, downtown Tuscaloosa, Timerson Square. It's fresh food with a Cajun flair featuring a full bar with build-your-own Bloody Marys and mimosas. Open daily, 7 a.m. until 2 p.m. Available for after-hours events, rehearsal dinners, receptions, and birthdays. They offer brunch and lunch catering. Call Brick and Spoon at 205-345-5551 for more information. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Big Noon Sports with Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, and Christian Miller. Hey, back to the show on this uh, May the 4th. We'll be with you. Lars, you going to detail. And, um, it is a gorgeous afternoon, and we appreciate everyone dialing us in. All right, guys, uh, subject we probably should bring up more often and don't because uh, sometimes it's just not all that sexy, but it really is, and it's very important. Um, details of the APR, which is, uh, you know, your grade points uh, in athletics. Uh, Alabama in basketball and football was number one in the Southeastern Conference and fourth overall nationally. They were tied with Clemson, uh, Christian, you are a very motivated young man. I can't imagine that you uh, had to be pushed much. You probably pushed yourself harder than most people would have. But is it really obvious when you're there 
that Alabama makes a very pointed effort to make you know get the kids through, make, get them good grades. You saw that, didn't you? Absolutely. Yeah, no, they, they make a strong effort um, to, to offer any and every resource possible um, to help guys succeed in the classroom, um, whether that be uh, the study hall hours, uh, the tutoring sessions, um, even just the class checkers that are making sure that you're arriving to class, not only just arriving to class, but arriving to class on time. Um, so they, they do so many different things and, and take so many steps in order to, to really make sure these guys succeed. And rightfully so. Um, yeah, it can be tedious and it can get frustrating sometimes, um, you know, because you're tired. You might not want to go to study hall. I know there's times where I was like, man, I don't even need to go to study hall. I understand this class. But, <laughs> you know, it, it, you have mandatory hours pretty much. And uh, they're there for a reason. And looking back, I'm, I'm really glad that, they, they held all of us accountable. Um, and I, I can't necessarily speak for other places. I'm sure other places um, take great efforts as well, but I can speak for Alabama. And I was um, very pleased and, and, and grateful for their efforts in terms of helping us be successful because they, they take that very serious, Matt. Lars, were, were and are the athletes that come to your class, we're not going to get specific here, uh, they're usually pretty prepared. Yeah, um, I've mentioned this before. I've just been blown away at the uh, amount of academic support that is available to student athletes at Alabama and, um, you know, how often uh, different people from that support staff, uh, and it varies from sport to sport, how often they're checking in with me. Um, and, uh, and, and more often than not, um, if I have a student athlete, that student athlete's going to be a leader in the classroom and, uh, and one, uh, and, and, and really again, in, in the vast majority of the cases, it will be a student that I'll, I'll lean on like, you know, when no, when, when I just pose a, a question to the class and nobody raises their hand. Well, guess who's guess who's guess who's going to have to for I guess who I'm going to force to answer. It will often be the student athlete because I know that they're capable of answering it, right? And then that generates the discussion. And um, you know, each again, each class is different, but um, I just it, it, it is uh, it, it's really been amazing to me to see um, how good uh of student just you know if we just stick with football it is so clear that nick saban he not only recruits guys who can obviously play right at a really high level but he recruits young men of character young men who care about their studies who academics are important to and if academics aren't important to you as a as a player for Nick Saban, as Christian probably knows, you're going to hear about it. And uh, you know, I I, I remember um, you know the, the 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 class monitors checking in and and this little this little lady. I had a I taught a class once uh, that was in uh, in the library. 
and uh, on the top floor and kind of just how the the door was located there was just like a you know a little window through the door and she always like get on her tippy toes to make sure <laughs> that the football player was there and but she never said anything to me right she just wanted to make sure he was there and on time and then and then um you know sometimes she would come back to make sure that he was attentive, that he wasn't asleep. And, you know, uh, I mean, Christian, it, it really, I, I just, I can't imagine, and, I, and I'm not saying this just because I teach at Alabama. I'm not. Um, I, I just can't imagine a school that offers more academic support. I mean, I'm sure there are some that offer as much but a school that offers more academic support than Alabama to its student athletes. Well, I think the, the, the woman you're talking about, I don't know if you know her name, but it might be Miss Joy. Um, yeah. older lady, she had some gray hair, the glasses. Yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's the sweetest man. She, she was, uh, responsible for a number of my classes and she was always, she, she loved what she did. She loved, um, you know, working with us and she always would, you know, she'd be on us, but it, and she's so, you know, respectful and polite and, and would assist in any way she could. But, uh, yeah, it's the people like her, man, that just enjoy, uh, their jobs and enjoy working with us and help, you know, enjoy helping us succeed, uh, that, that make us successful. But yeah, I, like I said, I can't necessarily speak on other schools because <laughs> I wasn't one of the guys that was in the transfer portal two or three times and experienced multiple universities. So I, I can't speak on other programs, but. I would assume a lot of these big schools probably do have at least a similar level of support, but I'm just going to brag on Alabama because number one, I experienced it. Number two, it, it truly is um, just astonishing the, the the effort that they put into it. And, and it goes from, again, the tutors to the class checkers to the academic advisors, even to the Josh Chapmans and Denzel Duvall, who if you're not in class, the, the advisors and the checkers communicate to those guys. And those guys are not scared to, you know, hold you accountable. They'll call you and be like, where the hell are you at? You know, you need to be in class. And they, they hold you accountable, man. Like there's a point system. And if you accumulate too many points, um, it's, it's different now because, you know, these guys get NIL and stuff. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they're, they're penalized financially. But when I was in school, you know, we had a point system. And once your points start accumulating, you'd have to come do like 630 workouts make your pencil roll, do all type of stuff that you, you just don't want to do. Um, and ultimately, if you get too many points, you end up uh, results in a suspension. And you don't want that happening. Because again, once Whoa. you get up there, yeah, once you get up there in points, that's when Coach Saban will call you up there to his office. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like a, you know, I think maybe the first time it's like, you need to get your points down. I mean, like, why do you have these points? You kind of can explain yourself. But if you don't get those points down, They'll take it a step further and they will suspend you. So yeah, they, they take those matters very serious. So, um, but I, I never had any of those issues. I might have had a point or two from getting to class slightly late, which is usual. I mean, everybody accumulates a point here and there, but never had to meet with Coach Saban about points, which is good. No, again, if you have to meet with Coach Saban about your points, yeah, that's that's not a fun fun day. Uh, <laughs> no, it normally does not end well. I <laughs> would. <laughs> Well, he's very very serious about his time, right? And if he's having to take time out of his day to meet with you 
because uh, of your actions and decisions to not attend class or to, to skip a final. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? You can catch my drift. I mean, he's yeah. mad already that you're taking time out of his day, but then you're taking time because you're being negligent and not doing the right thing. And then long story short, pretty much how it works is he, again, y'all hear me say this all the time. You only play at Alabama if they can trust you. And one thing you'll hear him say repeatedly is that if if I can't trust you to attend class, to get to class on time, to do your assignments, what makes you think I can trust you on the football field? He'll tell you that. So they go hand in hand. So if he feels that he can trust you off the field, you do the right stuff, you you know, you, you have a good character, you have a better chance at playing. Obviously you still gotta gotta make plays. Right, but he does take that stuff into consideration. I've seen plenty of guys that are talented, but they act like knuckleheads off the field sometimes. They're accumulating points and not showing up in class, and that's you get in the doghouse. And then again, he correlates that with, "I can't trust you to go to class and show up in class sometime and do the right thing. Why should I trust to put you out there on the field when it matters most?" And so that's kind of his philosophy, and uh, it's worked for him. So I don't see him change that anytime soon. Christian, I will say this real quick. Um, I, I mean, this is this happens with all college students. Like you're tired at class sometimes, but there are times when it, it's so clear to me that that the the student athlete is just so um, uh, physically drained because it, it's it's like you know if oh, you're for sure. if you're a football player, it's like that's a full time job and. And, you know, uh, I typically have classes later in the afternoon and, uh, and, and it would be hard sometimes for players, not hard, but, you know, I can just tell that they were. No, there. you're right. No, you're right. Yeah. No, I mean, that sounds like, yeah, we're not perfect. You're right. I mean, when you have you know, six, to, I mean, especially when you're a freshman, man, I mean, your days are long. I mean, you, you, you basically, you have to do the morning lift, the early lift. And then you go straight to class, so you're draining. I mean, because again, we're talking about like workout workouts. We're not talking about oh, you know, we're just going and doing some some curls and some leg extensions. Like <laughs> talking about a strenuous workout, then you're rushing to class. And so yeah, sometimes you're right. Yeah, I mean, you get there and it's it's kind of hard to focus. And uh, I hate to say it, but sometimes you're so tired, you, you accidentally start drifting a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, that, that's why it helps too to kind of have you know. The, Professors that are understanding. Um, I know I was very appreciative of that because there'd be times I'm I'm booking it to class and I can't help but just show up right at the at the moment. I, and I felt bad because I don't want to be late, but um, you know it's, it's, we we can't get rides on the golf carts from the tutors or the advisors. It was like against the rules, and then you got to wait on the bus system where you got to walk. And this was before <laughs> they had bikes and scooters on campus. Yeah. Luckily, I, I, I brought my motorcycle down here because I learned <laughs> that got me to class quick. But then I started accumulating tickets, parking tickets. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely tough. It's tough to be a student athlete, but again, it, it helps with all the support that we nah, have. It's fun. It's, sometimes I'll, I'll see student athletes like out of breath because they have literally been sprinting like across campus to try to make it to class. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we used to, I, used to hold us to the last second. <laughs> we, we'd be supposed to be out the workout by like 7.45. It'd be like 7.50, and we're just now rounding it up. And we got a shower, and class starts at wow. 8. We're like, oh, yeah, this ain't going to work. <laughs> Lars and I used to drift off in class for totally different reasons. <laughs> yeah.
All right. Uh, <laughs> we get back, Lamar Jackson met with the media today, so I figured we'd go with our buddy, Bruce Cunningham. Um, TV, radio, uh, podcast, PA announcer, he's done it all for the Ravens. Uh, and he used to work for Channel 6 right there in Birmingham and also Mobile and Huntsville. So he's coming up next on Big News Sports. From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal. Holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing. You. Call Haley on her cell. Yes, her cell. 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. Dragon, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. The universal truth of women's shoes. The cuter they are, the more they hurt. You have to put your best foot forward, and if your best foot is an ugly shoe, oh my goodness. Lisanne thought she had to choose between looking good and feeling good until she got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now I can wear the shoes that I've picked out because I like the way they look, not because they were comfortable. Good Feet relieved her pain and her fashion dilemma. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sunshine in full supply this afternoon, Tuscaloosa's high 79. Tonight, fair with a low of 56. For tomorrow, the sky partially sunny. The chance of a few widely scattered showers or thunderstorms by mid to late afternoon. The high tomorrow at 80. I'm James Spam on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 76 degrees in Tuscaloosa. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, welcome back to Big Nets Sports. Christian Miller, Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, and joined now by friend of, our, friend of the show for sure, Bruce Cunningham. Uh, used to anchor TV uh, sports in not just Birmingham, but Huntsville Mobile. He went back home. He went to uh, Baltimore area. Much success there. Did a lot of hand-in-hand work with the Ravens. And I saw where Lamar Jackson met with the media. And about the only thing significant uh, I've read coming out of it, Bruce, was and they're not being not significant at all because he was asked about him talking about trades. And he said, I don't want to do that. I'm moving forward. Hey, Jim, yeah. give us a, a view from... 500 feet. Uh, what's going on with Lamar? Has all the eels uh, been solved, uh, been salved, and uh, they're ready to play? I think I think the eels have been solved uh, uh, inside the building. You know, I, I think that they're all friends now, and everybody's on the same page. 
the real challenge for Lamar now is going to be the fan base because he lost a lot of the fan base here. You know, back in 2018, everybody electing governor. You know, it, 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 this cost him some fans. But then again, you know, you, you, you might get booed until you throw that first touchdown pass. You know, it, it could yeah. be like that. But it, it's just been frustrating, particularly for us in the media, because there was so little real information to go on. And I think the last time I was on, we got into this, you know, he didn't use an agent. And the news comes from the agent, right? So, you know, there was just a lot of speculation and, and this and that. I thought Lamar sounded kind of conciliatory today. He, uh, you know, uh, he said that uh, uh, he the past is the past. He wants to focus on the future. He also said that he helped recruit uh, Odell Beckham Jr., you know, who the Ravens signed last week. Uh, so all of a sudden, with all the pieces in place, they're looking pretty good here. You know, they really are. So it, it could be an interesting season around here. He also said that he bore no ill will towards the club. And uh, he said, you know, he asked for a trade back in March. And he said that was just part of doing business. But, guys, what it all came down to is he was sitting there waiting for Jalen Hurts. As soon as that Jalen Hurts deal came up, then Lamar uh, signed about two days later. And he just happened to call the GM, Eric DaCosta, in the evening, like about 8.30 at night, <clears throat> said, I think we can get a deal. I think he sat down. I think he looked at Hertz's deal. I think as long as he's doing a little better in certain areas than Hertz, that he was happy. And we'll see what happens. But <clears throat> this is not a game I want to play again anytime soon. I mean, this has been going on about a year and a half. And, you know, you guys do radio. Can you imagine a story that hangs around for a year and a half? Uh, no, <laughs> I, don't want to do it. <laughs> I uh, no, I have some friends who, uh, who cover the Ravens and man, they just, they were ready for this thing to, to end. Um, and also I think, uh, I think Lamar Jackson really did a favor for really like football fans by willing to use Jalen Hurts as the model, his contract, yep. rather than insisting on the, the, that uh, inane deal that that Cleveland did with Deshaun Watson. So that looks like that you know the fully guaranteed uh, the, the money that Deshaun Watson got is going to be a complete outlier. And I think you know very soon you're going to see uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, and Joe Burrow signed deals that are, you know, similar to Lamar Jackson and, and, uh, and Jalen Hurts. But, but just, yeah, I mean, that's really what I wanted to ask you. Sort of in the globe, in the global picture here, don't you think Lamar Jackson actually turns out to be the good guy for NFL fans? Well, for NFL quarterbacks, he's definitely the good guy, you know, because, you know, now Burrow's going to get more money than he got. I, I see what you're saying, and you're not wrong. I'm not sure I completely agree with that. Um, this thing could have gone two ways. It, this could have become the standard, you know, which meant the Ravens were fighting the last battle, you know, in a, in a, in a battle that the entire industry is going to lose. Or the Ravens could stand their ground the way they did and sort of prevent that from happening. And, you know, the latter happened, you know, uh, that these, these yeah. contracts will not be the norm. Look, there's a reason the NFL had never had a guaranteed contract until that idiot in Cleveland wrote that contract, um, because of the nature of the game. The way what NFL players, the way they cash in is, is bonuses. They get a, a ton of their money up front. Like Lamar got 71 million today just for signing his name. You know, that 
is more of a guarantee than players get in other sports, you know, right off the top. So I don't know. I, I, I'm Again, I'm just glad it's over. I'm tired of talking about it. On my radio show one week, I just said, first up, I said, look, we're not going to talk Lamar at all today. Second caller I took. You know, this Lamar thing. (laughs) So now we can concentrate on the Orioles, and the news is much better from the baseball side. They're playing right now, and uh, they've they're got the second-best record in baseball uh, with a complete rebuild and young players that want to be here, and it's, it's just been a lot of fun up here. It really has. I just, I, I'm just trying to understand why everybody's so against guys getting fully guaranteed contracts. I guess my stance is different as a player, a former player. Uh, I just don't really see how somebody's contract affects fans or anybody else. Just because I'm, I just know what you, what we go through. Oh um, yeah. You know, I, you know what I mean. I'd, I'd never be against somebody getting a fully guaranteed contract because I mean, really, the only people it's affecting is the owners, and they've got plenty of money to pay it, but. But that aside, what did, was it, is it your consensus that the, the Ravens felt they were going to get this done the whole time that in the, the grand scheme of things that he was going to be a Baltimore Raven? They just were playing their cards, kind of playing the long game. Or do you think they had uh, some some nervousness or some some concern that he might not be returning? Well, they were playing their cards, as you said. You know, you got that part of it exactly right. Uh, the other thing they were doing is they were willing to deal him. They, they they took a whole bunch of calls about Lamar. The problem was with Lamar was that you were going to have to give him that giant contract that he wanted, plus you were going to have to give up three or four draft choices and maybe a starting player. Nobody in the league wanted that deal. <clears throat> and it was funny because a lot of uh, collusion talk started coming up. There wasn't any collusion. It was just nobody in the league wanted that deal. And, and uh, Lamar found that out the hard way. But then again, an agent could have helped him with that, you know. But as a postscript to the whole not having an agent thing, you know, his mother uh, helps negotiate his contracts. He figured up his agent's fee on this new contract would have been like $7.3 million. So he gave his mother $7.3 million. How about that? That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, no, I like that. I, I know we were frustrated with not having an agent and seeing that it might have made things a little more complicated. But when, when, you, when you look at it from that perspective, I mean, I grew up with a – single mom for a period of time and seeing all, all her hard work and contributions uh, towards, you know, me reaching my goals. I mean, I would have loved to do something like that. So I think that's awesome from that end. But, yeah, I'm just glad it all worked out, and I'm glad you don't have to talk about it. It's just Man, you me on both both sports. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Matt, we didn't have this trouble in the CFL, did we? No. God, what, <laughs> what great times back in the CFL. Um, yeah. That's for another short story. Um Hey, let's talk O's before we let you go. Please do. I, I followed them because I, I like the O's since the, the days of uh, the 420 game winners. Uh, you know, We've had this talk before you and me. I know you were an Oriole fan of longstanding. Yes. Uh, but I really have been amazed at how, and, and, and give credit here to the farm system and, and the general manager because they have literally built a team. They really have, right in front of our eyes. The general manager you're talking about is a guy named Mike Elias, and he had been the number two guy in Houston. So he he had his fingerprints all over that build that they did that would end up winning a World Series. Uh, And he was going to apply a lot of those same principles. They're very heavy on analytics, and they're very big on the draft. And uh, this is how they've gotten it done. He took the job in 2018, and and the Orioles had had a star-studded team, Manny Machado and people like that, and they just got rid of them all. 
and got prospects in return and then drafted well. But the GM at his press conference says, I want to say this to the fan base. He said, you got about two or three horrible years coming up. This is going to be bad, but you got to understand that rebuilds take time. We're going to build a world-class farm system, and we're going to be contenders again. And damn if it hasn't all come true right before yeah. our eyes. So he'll have my respect forever for that. He looked the fan base right in the eye, and he said, look, this is what we're going to do, and this is what you can expect. And it's all coming true every day. And people here are just crazy about this team. And you got an Alabama guy, Gunnar Henderson. Big time. Plays, what does he play, third or second or short? What's he playing they're, these days? Well, you know what? They got so much talent. They got a gold glove winner at, at third base, so they're trying him in all three, even second, yeah. uh, just trying to find a spot for him. But you know what? That's a good problem to have. You know, when you have too many good players. Henderson, as I understand, had committed to Auburn. Uh, so that might have been interesting, too. He'd be a junior at Auburn right now. Lars, did you have a final question for Bruce? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I muted myself. Uh, Bruce, many years ago, Sports Illustrated assigned me to look into a story. You know about it, I'm sure. Uh, it's become an urban legend. The night that uh, the power went out yeah. at Camden Yards <laughs> in order to keep the Cal Ripken streak going. Please tell me that that is just complete, you know, nonsense. It, it is nonsense. I was there and Cal was in the ballpark. Um, but, you know, stories, uh, stories have a tendency to grow legs and start running. Uh, there's a funny postscript to it. You know, there was... There was also a rumor going around at the time that Cal's, Cal's wife, Kelly, his first wife, uh, was having an affair with Kevin Costner. He oh had come and take, he, he had come and taken batting practice at Camden Yards when they were shooting that movie. You guys remember the movie JFK? Remember that? So yeah. He, he came up and he took batting practice. So all these rumors started. So, uh, uh, no, Cal was in the ballpark. The lights literally didn't come on. I watched the uh, electricians. We got video of the electricians trying to fix the lights. None of that was true. But as a funny postscript, several weeks later, uh, we, we go, there's a, a bar beyond left field called Pickles Pub. And me and some of my writer friends, we went in there after a game, and we see Cal's mom sitting in there with a man who we don't recognize. It's certainly not Cal Ripken Sr. And uh, we're all like, who is that? Who is that? And my friend Peter Schmuck from the Baltimore Sun, he says, so you don't know who that is? No. Nah. Says that's that's Kevin Costner's father. So that <laughs> wow. got a big laugh. Wow. No, Lars, I'm glad you asked about that. That is total BS. That whole thing. I and this is not secondhand. I was actually there. I saw it with my own eyes. And Cal was How does in the ball. Something like that gets started. Fans can be stupid sometimes, you know. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how they get started. Uh, no, but it was such I, an unusual I heard the thing. Kevin Costner part of it as well and yeah. possible fight and incarceration and, yeah. you know, that, that the the uh, the power outage was only at Camden and but across the street the lights were on. Yeah, you know, yeah. it, it was just it was a, an extravagant uh, lie. It, it really was, and it uh, it didn't last very long, though. I'll tell you what, though, speaking of Cal, <clears throat> Cal has won at life. He has done one of the hardest things you can do. Uh, he married a second time, and he married a beautiful judge. You know how hard it is to find a beautiful judge? I'm just kidding. I've aggravated all the female. In fact, I do know a couple that one of them think lives at this radio station. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, 
Uh, hey, Matt, I'm not going to get you out of any right. holes you dig now. Understand that, okay? Uh, You're on your own with this. Um, it's, uh, it's out. I'm a judge hater. All right. Um, <laughs> always great stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Bruce. My pleasure. Anytime. You know that. All right. Good stuff. Bruce Cunningham, longtime friend. Um, hey, we got a couple more segments. Uh, I got a question for y'all. Uh, Todd McShay wrote uh, this morning, yesterday afternoon, that if the 2024 draft, if you could look into the future, two Alabama players would once again be selected in the top five. Y'all figure them out, and then we'll come back. From T-Town to the Plains. This is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. Where will you be on game? Base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here working hard for you in an effort to provide you with excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education, and excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. The best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. Tackle um, for a guy that's already probably almost 100 pounds heavier than you, he's going to be so quick and take up, cover so much ground that he's pretty much beating you to that spot. And then what really separates the best of the best uh, is their ability to recover. Because this is going to mean in the NFL, everybody's you're playing against the best in the world. But the the best tackles you'll see, they do anything and everything they can to not give up sacks, right? Like they might get beat initially. You might beat their hands initially. You hear me talk about beat the hands, beat the man. But their ability to recover and to get back in position, even if it's just to nudge you off your track, to give the quarterback that split second to step up in the pocket, um, in the run game, they're firing, they're explosive out of their stance. They're, they're you're running uh, some type of you know wide zone. You know they're 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 on their reach block. You know as soon as the ball snap, their ability to you know check that hip with that end and climb up uh, to the next level. I mean, I'm like playing it through my head, so I I, I, <laughs> I can tell you what uh, you know. If we watch tape. I can show you exactly what they're doing that makes them so good. Again. The best example is a guy and I played against Trent Williams and I was kind of on the other side most of the time. I might have lined up against him once or twice that game. Um, but again, a guy who was just has a rare blend of, of speed, size, strength, length, and he just, he moves so well. And, and a guy like Trent, man, I'm telling you, not just in the passing, in the pass blocks, but if you watch him in, in the run game, I mean, he is mauling guys. And it's not just because he's so big, but it's also because he's so strong. He's beating these guys uh, to these landmarks, and he's just bullying people. 
Who was that tackle, Christian, who uh, who you beat off the line and you told the story about and then he just like got a hand on you and like pushed you uh, just beyond the quarterback? Yeah, it was uh, Tampa Bay. You might know him. Tampa Bay's left tackle. Uh, what is his oh, name? Oh, uh, 76. Tristan Worth? No, 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 no. The other, uh, no, I think Worth might. Is Worth still a left tackle now? Donovan uh, uh, something. Yeah. It's Donovan something. Donovan oh, Donovan Smith. Smith. Yeah, yeah. And he, and I hate to say this, he's, he's a solid tackle, solid starter. You know, he's been a starter in the league for a while. But he's, I wouldn't classify him as elite by any means. But even his ability, again, I learned that quick my rookie year. Because, again, I beat him fast. Like, right off the ball, I use my, it's called a stab club. Stab with my inside arm, bring the, bring the club down. That's my go-to move. I use it all the time. And it's my bread and butter. I hit, I hit him with it. And it felt clean, smooth. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I'm about to come clean. I'm about to clean Jameis Winston's clock. And then I don't know. I don't even know what happened. Like, I just like, as I'm on my path, like, I just get like, no, it's Jameis feels it steps up. And I just realized in that moment, cause I was like the third game of the season. I was like, oh yeah. They weren't lying when they said sacks are hard to come by. Cause that in college, I mean, I, that would have been a sack fumble, like, hands down. But in the league, I was like, no, that wasn't enough. And we went back and watched the tape. He did just enough to kind of, you know, counter and, and nudge me. I didn't uh, clear him enough. I should have threw my rip better and cleared him, bent and le- leaned into him a little bit more, and uh, probably would have had more success. But, again, you live and you learn. But, yeah, that, that that's the NFL for you. There's, there's not much room for error. Thank you, Christian. We'll be back and wrap this up as we bring you the Thursday edition of Big Noon Sports. Brought to you by Haley Sansing, Union Home Mortgage. Covering SEC sports like Kudzu on the roadside, this is Big Noon Sports. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Doctor, not a real customer. Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Sunshine in full supply this afternoon. Tuscaloosa's high 79. Tonight fair with a low at 56. For tomorrow, the sky partially sunny. The chance of a few widely scattered showers or thunderstorms by mid to late afternoon. The high tomorrow at 80. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 77 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Back on Big Noon Sports. You got Matt, you got Lars, you got Christian, you got Joe, you got Aiden. Um, 
Just coming over from a gentleman by the name of Kendall Rogers at D1 Baseball's Twitter feed. Um, it was sent to us by Christian Miller. Can you read that? I can't. I don't have my readers on. Oh, yeah, um, I got you. Yeah, go um, ahead, Christian. Yeah, this was a quick tweet from uh, Kendall Rogers, and it basically said, according to his sources, uh, the gambling situation with Alabama baseball is not believed to include any players on the, on the Tide's roster. It also appears the investigation is very much focused on Brad Bohannon, uh, who was dismissed this morning. So that actually is answering some of my questions uh, that I was thinking in my head earlier about, I mean, could players potentially be involved? I mean, that that is some very serious stuff. Um, some very serious, again, allegations. I mean, we still have to wait for more detail to come out. But um, as of now, it appears that the investigation is solely focused on Brad Bohannon. Wow. And this this information is is, is very credible. Uh, Kendall Rogers is the managing editor, <clears throat> managing editor of uh, of D1 Baseball. He's got over 100,000 Twitter followers. There's D1 a blue Baseball. Jack. Well, he paid for that blue check. I, I'm not so sure about that. Some of us lost our blue check. But in um, uh, D1 Baseball has over uh, over 100,000 followers, too. So this is a, this is a credible information. Uh, Joe, do you have any new information from The Athletic? Uh, it just seems that uh, it just seems that Dave Ubbin of uh, the Athletic is connected, uh, b- confirming what you just tweeted that the investigation uh, re- re- revolves around Brad Bohannon. Uh, he was found to be connected with betting activity in Ohio. Uh, this is from the Athletic. Gee. Wow. So Boy, this is a, obviously a rapidly really. rapidly developing story, and uh, it could end up being one of the bigger stories in college baseball in a long time, man. Well, I think charges could be filed if this is the truth further down the line. Um, I don't want to end on this beautiful afternoon on gloom and doom, but, you know, with uh, what happened with the Alabama basketball team and now the gambling issue on the baseball side, um, that's a – it's not a good image right now for Alabama athletics in general. No, it's not. But it makes me wonder if uh, any of his prior stops um, might try to go back and look. And it's probably way too late now. Um, again, if this is, you know, if this is the case that Brad Bohannon was um, indeed, in fact, involved with this gambling activity. But I'd wonder if the, some of his former stops or, you know, SEC teams that he was coaching for would look into this matter because uh, it, it makes you wonder, I mean, has this been going on? If it was going on, I mean, is this something new? I, I, I don't know. I just kind of have a lot of questions and I, I makes me wonder now, I mean, it, it, does this make you question the integrity of all sports? I know Mick was, you know, referencing the Tennessee game, but that would just be a huge blow if, if other uh, stories start developing, you know, stemming from this or at least being initiated from this. Yeah, um, this is going to be, uh, if it's not already, uh, one of the top stories uh, this weekend uh, across the country. Um, but before we get out of here, and I know we, we're running short on time, I just want to wish uh, my son Lincoln again, happy eighth birthday. I can't believe he's eight. It seems like Matt, like three seconds ago that he was born and 
and um, he's so special, and I love him so much, and great kid, great kid. Well, good. Happy well, birthday, Lincoln. I know you did last night. We didn't get a report. We'll have to do that tomorrow. Um, all good, guys. Um, we'll join you again tomorrow, and uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about where I'm going and where I've been, because uh, God, just saw something out the window here looking towards the Gulf Coast, and let me just say I love the bees. I love the bees. See y'all tomorrow.